a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Live, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're going to cover a lot of ground on the program today. You just heard Nick Wyatt announce that just after 1.30, we will bring to you, as we do each and every day in the midst of this COVID-19 stuff, the state epidemiologist, Dr. Angela Dunn, as she provides a situational update uh, on the numbers, on the approach. Uh, also, we'll be talking, I'm sure, during that press conference about the governor's most recent announcement, uh, the upgrade to the plan, how there are some uh, who are looking forward to a reopening of certain sectors of our economy uh, early May. We could see gyms reopen. We could see elective medical procedures uh, taking place once again. Uh, we have already seen the state parks from around the state opened up uh, for business. We may very soon uh, also see dining rooms in restaurants back open for business. I'd like to hear what you think about any of that. Uh, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'm always grateful to hear from you. And uh, later on in the program, if we have some time, I will read through those texts with you so you can know uh, what one another are thinking. 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I had a conversation last week with the immunology section chief at ARUP. Uh, she's also uh, an associate professor of pathology at the University of Utah. The reason uh, Dr. Slev and I were talking was because it was announced that ARUP laboratories early last week had rolled out an antibody test. And you and I, of course, newly minted armchair epidemiologists, we know all about the importance now of antibody testing. Uh, very basically, uh, for those of you who are just uh, getting your epidemiology degree today, uh, is when you look at somebody's uh, antibodies, essentially, and to see if they have uh, come into contact previously with this coronavirus. So you can see if uh, uh, the coronavirus has come and gone through someone's system via this antibody testing. Now, uh, let me let me just share some of the words of Dr. Slev with you, and then we'll continue this conversation. There's been a dramatic update in what's going on over at ARUP since uh, Dr. Slev and I were able to speak. But here, uh, in her own words, uh, Dr. Slev describing antibody testing. Antibody tests detect antibodies which are proteins that are uh, developing an individual um, as they're trying to fight the, the, the disease. And these are the antibodies that we would be looking for and trying to detect with an antibody test. And there are um, a variety of different antibody tests, specifically the one that ARUP is currently developing is for IgG immunoglobulin. So if the IgG antibody is detected in an individual, it suggests that that individual has been exposed to COVID-19 infection. Now, before I go on and share with you the major development out of ARUP 
uh, laboratories, let me make something clear to you, which Dr. Slev made clear to me just last week, and it is that these antibody testings, uh, when they administer the test to someone and the results come back, whether or not this person has in the past uh, had exposure to the coronavirus uh, or not, whether or not uh, there is a positive or a negative uh, result for the presence of these uh, IgG antibodies, that is not to say that is not to say definitively that that individual has developed an immunity to the coronavirus. There are those that are speculating and guessing that that may ultimately become uh, the case or that it may ultimately be proven to be the case. But right now, at this stage of research and testing and learning and coming to an understanding of how this virus works, the antibody test is not a test for immunity. It is very simply, uh, very basically, a test for the presence of the antibodies associated with the coronavirus. You got that? Now, I, I feel silly uh, <laughs> speaking in such stark terms and uh, harsh terms and definitive terms because, again, I am not an epidemiologist. I'm not a, uh, a doctor of <laughs> virology or anything like that. Uh, but that was a very important pay, uh, point that Dr. Slev reiterated to me. Now, with all that said, let me tell you what I learned from ARUP just this morning. Uh, they sent me a note. Uh, it's got some fascinating info, some big words I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce, but the message is clear, and it is this. ARUP Laboratories has announced a nationwide rollout of COVID-19 antibody testing. So it was just two weeks ago that we heard the ARUP was just starting to administer these tests to Utahns. Uh, they, over those next few days, uh, had great uh, success with the effectiveness of that test. And it is now the case uh, that Utah is reaching out uh, and lending a hand to the rest of the nation as we collect this so important information, uh, uh, which is collected via these antibody testings. So now why is that important? And why does that matter? And why is it such a big announcement? Uh, for two reasons. First off, uh, on its own merits, it means, of course, that we have such experts here in Utah that we are able to share our expertise. And that expertise is going to uh, hopefully contribute to uh, the ultimate defeat of this coronavirus. That's number one. And number two, it's an emblematic victory. And it's an emblematic statement of the overall state of things here in the state of Utah. I have family and friends and former co-workers spread out throughout the country and the world even. And I, as I've been locked up here uh, practicing good social distancing, I've made a point to reach out to them and talk to them and get a sense of what their experience is as they face this coronavirus, both, both uh, for them personally, how their communities are doing, how their regions and states uh, are doing. And what I have come to learn is that we have things really good here in the state of Utah. We each day at 1.30 hear from uh, Dr. Angela Dunn. She explains things very clearly. Uh, she gives a, a very clear and understandable explanation of the circumstances in which we find ourselves here in the state of Utah, as defined by the numbers, the numbers which are good, relatively. We also periodically hear from the folks on the, on the coronavirus task force who explain to us the circumstances. Here is uh, this directive or this order. Here are the details. Here's a website where you can learn more. We take a lot for granted here in Utah because what we are experiencing, you and me, is not necessarily the case everywhere. 
There are some folks that live in a state of confusion, uh, lack of understanding, lack of clarity from uh, the medical community in their region, from uh, the government officials. Uh, some areas don't have things like these task forces. Uh, here in Utah, we're doing really well. We're doing really well because we're made up of good, strong, smart people uh, like you, like you. And, and I say that because you uh, have had a major impact on one of the factors that allows Utah such flexibility to share its expertise and its accomplishments with the rest of the state. And it has to do with something Angela Dunn says every day. Social distancing is working. We are flattening the curve. We here in the state of Utah have a lower per capita death rate than nearly any other place on the planet. We also have one of the highest per capita testing rates uh, as compared to almost anywhere else on the planet. Let's keep that up. Let's keep that up so we can continue uh, to be a good example, so we can continue to bear uh, the good fruit that's being yielded from uh, our efforts, and let's continue what we're up to so that we can do things like what ARUP is up to and sharing our tools and expertise with the rest of the country so we can defeat this enemy of the coronavirus. Now, uh, I misled you in the last segment. I told you that we were going to have two conversations in this segment, one dealing with ARUP, the other uh, dealing with gyms and the reopening of gyms as announced by the governor. Maybe we're going to be seeing something like that early May. I've run out of time. I can't talk to you about that right now. I'm going to try to find uh, time later in the program, but the gist is this. Gyms are a tough thing. There's a lot of sanitation that needs to be addressed there. There's a lot of uh, either comfort and discomfort that you and I are going to have to overcome as we uh, re-enter some semblance of normalcy. Uh, and the gym is an emblematic place that is a, a business. Uh, it is also a gathering place. And is it a play, it's a place where uh, we have great potential to spread uh, this disease. And so all of the uh, elements that must be overcome uh, to get us back into the gym uh, are, are in need of discussion. I'd like to have that discussion with you later on in the program. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll likely be joined, uh, or we'll likely be joining, rather, Dr. Angela Dunn as she provides uh, her daily press conference and situational update on COVID-19. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.